hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. You know, you may be familiar with that song. I know we've sang it time and time again, but uh, that, that song comes from uh, what we call John Wesley's Covenant Prayer. And it is a prayer that I have written in uh, my Bibles, and I, I pray often. And I just thought it would be a good idea just to share that whole prayer with you this morning as we begin our, our time together. So let us pray. I am no longer my own but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside by thee exalted for thee, or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine, and I am thine, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. O oh God, as we celebrate this Pentecost Sunday, help us to have those words in our hearts and in our minds, knowing who and whose we are, that we live in your unshakable kingdom. So Lord, we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So, today is Pentecost Sunday, and, and we, we continue to move through the church calendar. And I introduced to you a, a different way to look at the church calendar at the beginning of Advent when we talked about the, the Christian New Year, and, and while we as followers of Jesus Christ, we don't really talk about January 1st being the first, year, first day of the year, but the very beginning, the very first Sunday of, of Pentecost, that is the beginning of our, our church here together. And I have a, a slide here that shows the, the, the awakening calendar or, or the church calendar, and you can see there is this pattern of the calendar that goes from high to low, to high and low. And, and the things that we may think are, are high are actually low. And the reason why it, it's set up that way, it's because of, of what Jesus has done. Jesus did not come to, to raise himself up. As a matter of fact, as we see in Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11, that verse is all about how Jesus came and he emptied himself. And then God is the one 
who, who lifts Jesus up. So, so we see that very beginning as, as we celebrate Advent. Christ leaves the heavenly places and he comes down to, 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 to live and, and reign and, and be born of, of a virgin. We, we, we talk about how we want Jesus to come and to reveal his glory in us. And that happened as Jesus was revealed on the mountain of, of transfiguration. And then we move into that time of Lent where, where we remember his, his suffering, his death. And we say, Lord, have mercy on us because we have, have not believed as, as we should have. And we need your power and your presence. And, and that, that power that you receive through your death and through your resurrection, that helps us remember that, that Jesus is Lord and we are not. That, that, that Jesus is the one that, that we celebrate and that we worship because of his rising from the dead and also ascending into heaven where he sits right now. And we talked all about that last week when we were celebrating the ascension. And then today is the day that, that the Pentecost, it, the Spirit is, is unleashed upon the entire church and it happens every day, continuing to, to pour out the Spirit on us. And then when we hit September, that'll be the start of what's called Kingdom Tide. And that reminds us that we don't lift ourselves up, but that God is the one who lifts us up because of who Jesus is. We continue to look at this year focusing on the downward, upward movement of, of, of Jesus Christ. And we'll get to this a little bit later as a reminder that that is something that we often do that is different. We don't think of ourselves as, as being humble and poor, but we try to do anything and everything we can to, to build ourselves up, to make us greater than, well, actually greater than we, we really are. Our scripture for this morning helps us to see the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon the disciples. So I invite you to uh, open up your Bibles, if you have them, to Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, or we'll have the words printed on the screen for you. Hear the word of the Lord. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't these the ones who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Emilites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Ferga and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God to, in our own tongue. 
Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They have had too much wine. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So when we left our disciples last in Luke chapter 24, they were there at Mount Olivet with, with Jesus, and, and he was, was talking to them, and he was sharing them, with them. And then as he was taken up into the heavens, the disciples started to worship him. And then they, had, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they stayed there and, and worshiped and continued at the temple, praising the works of God. For 10 days, if you've been uh, looking at our social media feed at the prayers and events page, I've been posting a daily reminder of the ascension, a teaching by, by J.D. Walt that helped us see exactly some of the things that, that may have happened for those 10 days. And I, I just can't imagine what it was like for them to, to, to have Christ just totally just be gone from their lives, but yet they still felt his presence so much that they proclaimed who he was a, a, and what he did. They, they, they lived out the, the, the promises, I think, of Ascension and Pentecost. And that very first promise was the promise that Jesus gave the disciples and gave each and every one of us that we talked about last week, that I am with you always even to the very end of the age. It's that promise that, that no matter where we go, no matter, no matter what we do, that, that, that Jesus will always be there for us. And, and this is only something that he could do because of the ascension. The words that I shared last week that J.D. Walt said that Jesus went from here to there so that he could go from there to everywhere. And is that, that the power of the ascension knows that, that no matter where we go, that Christ will always be there with us. We may wonder, how in the world is, is he able to do that? Well, he's able to do that because of the second promise of Pentecost, the promise of the Holy Spirit coming and being with each and every one of us. Through that promise, those who are baptized with the Holy Spirit will always have Christ's presence in their lives, guiding them, teaching them, leading them, convicting them in the ways that we should live. But the Holy Spirit, when he came, the Holy Spirit came, there was a lot more that the Holy Spirit was able to do and continues to do in our lives. We know that the Holy Spirit helps convict unbelievers of being lost and in sin. You may go, wow, Pastor Chris, you're really hitting it pretty hard with that first one, aren't you? Say, yes, I am, because we were all in that boat at one time. We were all lost. And we were all living in our sins. John 16, 8 reminds us that, that when he comes, the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit does. 
It, it, it gives those who do not believe a, a chance to see Christ in a new life. We, as, as Methodists, we like to call that provenient grace. It, it's the grace that, that God gives to us even before we know who God is. Even before we have an understanding of, of what God is doing in the world around us, God gives us this grace so that we may see dimly. We may, we may see just a, a glimpse and go, you know, I, w- I want more of that. I, I, I want to know what that is. And, and it brings people to the act of repentance to be justified through the power of Christ's death and resurrection. And then for us who, who believe, we then live out our lives under the influence of that Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important for us to really remember that this key verse from last, last week, Colossians 3.1, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. It is so easy for us as followers of Jesus Christ to set our hearts and minds on the things of this world and not listen to the Holy Spirit, not, to, not allow his love and his grace to, to pour out on us so that when we think about what is happening around us, we think of it from above. From, from that one important aspect of how can we bring heaven to earth. And I think one of the reasons why that we fail to do this is that we have lost the idea or, or the understanding of the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. My friends, those gifts have not ceased but I think they've gotten merely dismissed and lost in the worldliness of a distracted church. We become easily distracted about what is happening around us that we fail to, to call upon the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I started today talking about that, that verse in, in Philippians chapter 2, the, the Christ hymn, where, where it talks about Christ offering himself and and becoming low and and descending into the earth. Well, we, as, as, as humans, we live our lives differently. We try to lift ourselves up, and we try to make ourselves something more than we really is. We really are. All you have to do is go back to the, the story of the Tower of Babel in, in, in Genesis, which, which the story of Pentecost is a reversal of. They, they wanted their name to become, become great. They, they wanted to have the power and authority and, and people to look at what they did and go, wow, they are just amazing. But God came and said, you know, that's not how things work. You, you are not higher than me because you did not create me. I created you. So, so he confused their language. But the power of the Holy Spirit that came on the church allowed people to to be on the same page, to to hear the message in their own tongue so that that God has brought low 
he lifts up. And that is done by the power of the Holy Spirit. I've been reading a book recently by a pastor by the name of Jack Deere. And he wrote a book called Why I'm Still Surprised by the Power of the Holy Spirit that I highly, highly recommend for anybody to read. But in, in, in this book, he writes, the Bible teaches that fits like, that, that things like miracles aren't, pro- that things like miracles, like prophecy, w- boy, I really typed this out wrong. Let me see if I can figure out what I wrote. The Bible teaches us that gifts like miracles and prophecies will be here until Jesus comes back to set up the kingdom where his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me read that again, so now that I know exactly what I'm reading. The Bible teaches us that gifts like miracles and prophecy will be here until Jesus comes back to set up the kingdom where his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think the reason why we don't see it is that We don't want to see it. We don't want to see it because that means we're no longer in control. Someone else is. And as a church, we need to to have an awakening in our lives so that we know, yes, we're not the ones in control. But praise and thanks be to God that he is. And and through the love and grace, the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ and the coming of the Holy Spirit, we then can be about the business of what God has called us to be. Where things will be prophesied upon, where where gifts and miracles will happen. You know, I I think I see miracles happen around us. I, I, I think I have seen Miracles of healing that have happened around us, we just fail to see what God is doing because we expect these big, grand miracles that, that will blow, knock people's socks off. But as a matter of fact, I think God works miracles that are so small that you have to be alert to see them happening. Several weeks ago, a good friend, uh, James Gilbert, Pastor James Gilbert from Meeks, was here. Uh, preaching, and uh, before the uh, second service, he was worried because his daughter was supposed to come to uh, to sing uh, before the sermon, and I, I prayed over his daughter. She wasn't here, but I but I said a prayer, and then right at the beginning of the service, his daughter and wife walked in uh, this door over here and sat down, and as Pastor James got up, he said, well, Pastor Chris, looks like your prayer worked, and, and it healed my daughter. And I sat there, and my first reaction was like, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. How arrogant of me to think that I have the power to do or not to do something. But see, when we allow the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to fill us, God will do supernatural things in our lives. And it'll amaze us. It'll surprise us. And we will fully live as he has called us to live with with our hearts and minds on things above. 
and not on the things around us. Finally, the Holy Spirit helps us to be living portraits of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. See, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit gives us the opportunity to, to, to be like Christ. To not be Christ, because we know that there are things that we can't do that, that only Christ can do, but, but to allow us to be image bearers of Christ, to, to let people see us and, and what we do and, and how we act to say, I want to know more about that. I, I want to know more about Christ because of those who are around me. I, I want to know more about Christ and, and the life that you have because I see something in you that I don't see in other people. I see something in you that allows me to know that there is something real. There is something present. There is some, some kind of power in your life that I miss. And even though sometimes people may want that power because they, they feel like that they can rule over something, they will quickly come to know that that power isn't for us to have control over someone else. That power is given to us so that we may love as Christ has love. And he does that by giving up his life. So we give up our life so that others may have life abundantly. Tomorrow is a uh, special day in the life of the uh, Methodist movement around the world, and it's called Aldersgate Day. And if you're not familiar with what Aldersgate Day is, it's a day that John Wesley went to a society at, on Aldersgate Street in England. A and uh, that society is no longer there, but they, there's a plaque that you can go where they say that it was. A and he was there listening to probably one of the most driest pieces of writings ever, uh, Martin Luther's preface to the Book of Romans. And while he was listening to the preface on the book of Romans, not, not the book of Romans, but, but the preface to it, he felt his heart strangely warm. And the power of the Holy Spirit started to do a, a work inside of him that helps, reminds us that the Holy Spirit still calls us. That, that, that if the Holy Spirit came to John Wesley there on, on May the 24th, that the Holy Spirit still comes to us sitting here at Roy City First United Methodist Church on May 23rd, 2021. Later in, in 1786, he wrote this uh, treatise called Thoughts on Methodism. And in this he wrote, I am not afraid that the people called Methodists should ever cease to exist either in Europe or America. But I am afraid, lest they should only exist as a dead sect, having the form of religion without the power. And this undoubtedly will be the case unless they hold fast both the doctrines, the spirit, and the discipline with which they first set out. My sisters and brothers, 
Today is Pentecost. And, and the Holy Spirit is poured out on each and every one of it, us. But the question for us, the question for me, is will I stop and take time to hear the Spirit? Will I, I stop the need that I have to build myself up so I think of myself more highly than I ought to? Will I stop and allow the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life enable me to be a living portrait of Jesus Christ so that I can bring myself low so others may be lifted up. Let us pray. Oh God, you continue to pour out your Holy Spirit on us. And Lord, I personally Repent that sometimes I don't listen because it's not convenient for me. It may not be exactly what I want. But Lord, that's me setting my thoughts and mind on things around me, those things that are here on earth. Help me to think of heavenly things so that your Holy Spirit may come rushing over me so that I can be a part of the supernatural gifts that you continue to provide and give to each and every one of us. Help us to, to not become a dead sect, but give us your power through your teachings, through your Holy Spirit, and through the life that you have called us to live into. So, Lord, I pray this prayer on all of us here. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.